Okay, we nailed it. We've done good. We're doing so good. So we're set up. We're ready to go. We're ready to go. Are you ready, Melissa? <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty ready, Barbara. <laughs> I'm like, you know, pretty good and ready. <laughs> so, how, so are, how are you? I'm okay. Good. I'm <laughs> still mad about the movie I watched. Oh, yeah. I want to hear about it. Yeah. But first, let's talk about cool things. I know. <laughs> it's just hard to focus on cool. Oh, I saw something cool on the bus. Yeah, not a human turd. Not <laughs> that was cool too. You can act like it wasn't, but um, no, this this was just a human person, and she looked like Glenn Close. Nice, and also like a lit or a psych professor from the nineties. Okay, from like a really good university. Like she was wearing brown corduroys, mm-hmm. and she had photocopied the crossword from a newspaper, mm-hmm. um, and she had completed that. And so now she was folding it over and reading whatever article was just in the little sliver next to the <laughs> crossword puzzle. So I thought that was pretty delightful. That's pretty good. <laughs> That's pretty good. Um, I'm trying to think if I saw any real dogs or if I've just been having dreams about my sim dogs. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, yeah. Congratulations, by the way, on adopting puppies. Yeah. Okay. I started a new game. <laughs> I adopted another puppy. Oh, no. Okay, you didn't have too many puppies you can take take care of them. Uh, no, no, no. That puppy, like, they're just sitting idle, waiting for me to go back to it. This one, this this new one. There's only one puppy and one person, so it'll be fine. Mm. And the other ones, I'll just wait until I'm like, oh yeah, I want to continue this story that I was doing. Are you suggesting that the Sims don't live on the same timeline as us? And as time passes here, it doesn't pass in the Sims. It doesn't, but it also doesn't in the games because you can start a fully new game and just, like, complete new world each time if you don't want your Sims to, like, age while your other ones are aging. Oh, like, with the same family, you can just be, like... You can, like, remake the family or you can just be, like, hey, like, this family's playing and I don't want to have them change at all. I want to maybe come back to them later. Mm. Um, And then just start a whole new world where different things are happening. Uh, Can't you just turn off aging? You can, but then I also don't want them to interact with my new Sims, because then I would be upset. (laughs) And then I'd be like, oh, I really have to get back to that. (laughs) It would stress me out. (laughs) If I'm not playing both. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Anyway. I also find the Sims stressful, so I understand. Yeah, sometimes. I also find it stressful because I like to have... I don't know if everyone plays this way, but I've got one hand on the number keys so I can like pause it really fast if I have to or speed it up or whatever and one hand on the mouse and the number key hand always like cramps up after like the next day and I'm like, well, maybe I should stop doing that. But I'm like, no, I can't have my sim be idle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You what can't... if they start doing something I don't want them to do? Yeah. Like why? Like they always want to watch TV. I'm like, no. No. No, you have to work on a skill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You have to do what I'm not doing. Yeah. <laughs> you make me feel more productive yeah. if you're, you know, doing something more productive. <laughs> That's why I had to stop um, with the Sims of all our friends that I made because Chloe keeps developing skills faster than everyone else and I get super jealous and I have to turn the game off. <laughs> 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 um, something else. Oh, I saw that guy wearing a bear costume and the bear costume was just a bunch of balloons like a balloon oh, artist yeah. had like and like 
patterned pants and stuff. Like it was like very, very intricate. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> uh, how could you see his pants if he was covered in balloons? Let's start there. No, no, no. The balloons on his pants that were making the bear pants were like a pattern. <gasps> so was it tiny balloons, like circular balloons arranged? No, no, no. It was like the long balloons and then they were tied into a pattern and like interwoven with each other. So it was like sort of like X's, but it looked like more flowery because it was like balloons going bigger and smaller. Yeah. It was, it was a sight. That sounds fantastic. <laughs> and I wanted to take a picture so bad, but I wasn't thinking fast enough and I was just passing him and staring at him. And then I was in front of him and I was like, well, I don't want to take a picture full on of the sky, like in a bear costume. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but if you guys are ever on Commercial Drive, there's often some pretty weird, cool balloon art. Mm-hmm. Um, one time there was a big spider. It was scary, but it was cool. Up on the signpost. Pretty good. Yeah. It's like yarn bombing, but um, funnier, better to look at. Maybe yeah. worse for the environment, but also doesn't get wet in the rain. Yeah, and then when it pops, it's super easy to take off mm. rather than being all soggy and gross. I like I like the balloons better because they're really neat whereas every yarn bombing thing I've seen it's just been like let's put some color here yeah and it's like yeah like maybe knit a giant spider I also don't get it as like a what's the political message with yarn bombing oh I think it's just like um we're doing graffiti, but we're white, so it's cool. Oh, okay. Yeah, because yeah, it feels very Portland. It feels just, like, weird for the sake of weird kind of thing. Yeah, like, I think it's just, like, oh, we want to add some color here, and it's, like, paint it. Yeah. Like, paint it, like spray paint it on. Yeah. Like, why are you using... <laughs> why are you wasting yarn, first of all? Yeah, I love yarn. Um, yeah, no, it doesn't make a lot of sense to me, and it's also, like, you know, in places where you're putting this color, you know, like, maybe you know, homeless people walking around being like, oh, like, you could have made me a sweater or a blanket, but you chose to wrap a bunch of yarn around a bike stand? Okay, mm -hmm. cool. I'm like, a human person who's cold, but no, 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 it's the lamppost that... Yeah. Sure. And like, now, oh, okay, cool, now this tree has a sweater, and it's gonna get all soggy in the rain, so that's neat. Mm. Makes it harder to climb, probably, for humans, but probably not for squirrels. I think squirrels would be like sweet. Yeah, but squirrels then it, would be into it. When they got wet, they'd be like, "Oh, disgusting," because it'd be Squirrel, all squishy. Yeah. Squirrels are often grossed out. Yeah, by a lot of stuff. Yeah, I tell you, when I first moved to the city, like the squirrels here, are, like two or three times the size of the squirrels in Bemerton. Oh really? And so I first moved to the city. I was walking down the sidewalk by my house, and a squirrel was in the middle of the sidewalk, just sort of looking at me, and like not being threatening or anything, but like a huge squirrel. So I'm like, I'm gonna walk around you <laughs> and like, I don't think I crossed the street but I definitely like walked in the grass and kept my eye on the squirrel Yeah, I'm not afraid of them anymore but like I think it could sense that I was like what the hell <laughs> <laughs> that's so f squirrels seem to be the same size no matter where I've lived like what is the difference well you've always it? lived in more of a city right like, yeah I guess yeah I lived difference... in Ottawa and then yeah. Langley I would say the difference is like get more garbage here oh. like where I'm from they live off well I'm, it might be a completely different squirrel too because most of the squirrels where I'm from are like a light brown and these guys are black mm. they're Big. I don't know yeah giant uh. Uh, speaking of eating garbage 
um, I was at the park the other day, and let's not even talk about movies this podcast. Let's just talk about wildlife in the city. Yeah, I remember what I was going to talk about at the beginning of this podcast, but yeah, what did you see at the park? Oh, um, so this I, the one-foot crow yeah. that I told you about, I don't know if I said it on the podcast or if I was just telling you about it. I saw a crow with one foot. And he's cool as hell. Yeah, I think he said it after because I think we were watching pigeons when you told me. Oh, okay. Um, anyway, he showed up at the park, and then he made a bunch of noise, and then a bunch of his friends showed up. Ooh. And then this old lady, like, sort of waddled out from her house and threw a bunch of bread on the ground, and they went absolutely <laughs> nuts, and then they held that spot so none of the pigeons could have any until all of the crows in the area had had some. Aw. So I just thought that was cool as hell. Yeah, I was, used to work with a crow lady who was, like, she always carried, like, nuts or sometimes chopped up hot dogs with her to get her One time she was, like, she got in trouble for from her daughter and son-in-law because, like, she was house-sitting and she was feeding the crows, so then they just kept coming to the porch and, like, pooping everywhere, and they're like, you can't do this. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that's what happened to her porch at her house as well. Uh, but, yeah, one time she was, like, feeding them something and then... Hot dogs. Yeah, uh, they were just got too aggressive, and uh, she like they were too close to her or whatever, and she tripped and broke her arm. And no, I was like, oh. she still loves them. Like she's still like feeding the crows. Or, I mean, she's fully healed up now. Yeah, but she's still fully heal- feeding the crows with her like arm in a cast, Aww. just being a bit more careful. <laughs> and I'm like, ah, oh. that's dedication. That's beautiful. Yeah, I mean, she like absolutely. They are her favorite thing. Like the favorite animal to ever exist she's like crows are amazing mm. and just just likes them that's really sweet <laughs> yeah <laughs> what were you gonna say originally oh originally i was gonna complain about psychiatrists oh please do yeah it, it, it'll work its way into the film oh cool um because the one i am seeing right now and it's just like every couple of months for like a medication checkup um, but this past time, he actually, or whoever, like, canceled the appointment I was set to have and rebooked it for a month later at a different time and rebooked it from, um, I believe I had, a like, an individual appointment and put me in a group appointment. Um, so I get there and I... Sorry, yeah. he did all this without... T- I thought he told you, like, discussed it with you at your last appointment, but No. There's a possibility that the last appointment was early January, mm. so I don't entirely remember. He could have said, can we do a group one, and I might have been like, well, I can try it. Yeah. Um, but I was surprised when I got a like, reminder notification, and it said, hey, this is a group appointment on it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh. Like, okay. Yeah, I thought uh, you knew ahead of time that that's what was happening, and then you were like, oh, actually, this sucks. But no, you just got... It was a little bamboozled. with it. Yeah. yeah. Well, cool. like, to be fair, I honestly don't remember if he's, if I agreed to it or not, because, like, that's something I would say where I'm like, well, I guess I can try it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, so I showed up to this appointment, and, like, I knew at that point, like, I had known for, like, a week or whatever that it was going to be a group, so I was, like, trying to psych myself up for it, be like, yeah, it'll be fine, like, whatever. But also in the background of my mind, I was just like, I'm not going to say anything. I'm just going to wait until this is over and leave, which is... Not a great attitude to have, but very hard to shake. Yeah. Um, so I got in there and immediately started crying. And, Aww. like, just staring straight ahead at the stupid painting. The painting there is really bad. It's, uh, 
just if I could critique it, get better paintings for your office. Do you need to describe it. Okay, it was a sort of a sandy yellow, and then there was like a slightly different sandy yellow starfish on it. Cool. Yeah, and they're like just very, um, very gestural brush strokes. Like I, I can't imagine other than painting the back of it fully yellow. I can't imagine there were more than like six hand movements to make the starfish. Mm. Um, what do I try? One, two, three, and then there's some white highlights. But underneath it, there was this little gob of like a more of a transparenty yellow. Um, it, it sort of, I kept focusing on it, telling myself, it's like, oh, that's the star poop. And it, was, <laughs> it helped for a bit, and then I kept crying. The psychiatrist did not notice me crying at all, and eventually one of the other people in the group brought me some tissues and was like, take some of these, like, you know, it's fine. And I was like, oh, thank you. And the psychiatrist was like, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't notice. Like, I thought it was just allergies. And I'm like... Wow, eat shit. Well, I'm You're like, a psychiatrist. I'm a foot and a half away from you. Like, you yeah. didn't look up at all. You didn't... You're not reading the room at all here. Yeah. And I was just like, yeah, okay. And I still wasn't looking at him because I'm just like, I'm not going to look at anybody. And everyone else in there was, like, super, super nice. And they're just saying, like, this is happening and that's happening. And I think this is good. And I, you know, don't like that, but I'm going to try this instead and I was like that's cool and then it came to me and he was asking me questions and I'm like I have no idea how to answer this and so I just kept saying like I don't know and like mm. and eventually he was like well everyone else is done like I don't think they'd mind if they left and everyone was like no no we don't mind at all and then there's one lady who like I won't say anything of it but sounded like she was coming I mean, I always downplay my thing, but from a much worse place than me, like, stopped before she left, and she's like, you know, it's going to be okay, it's going to be fine, and, like, left, and I was like, that's so nice of you. And then the, like, conversation with it after, like, I felt like, like, one-on-one with the psychiatrist, I felt like he was trying to blame me for having, essentially, a panic attack in group, and I'm like, what this isn't me. He kept being like, oh, you know, well, sometimes... Like, I try to meet one-on-one, but sometimes it's going to have to be in a group and, like, stuff like that. And I'm like, that's great. Like, let me know ahead of time so I can cancel. Like... Yeah. Because I'm like, you're the medication I'm on, you did not originally prescribe me. I can just go into my walk-in clinic and that doctor will, like, give me more if that's what I need. And I'm like, this isn't what I need from you. Like, I don't think... In any way, like, when my doctor referred me to you, I don't think he was thinking, just check up on her medication. Like, I think it was supposed to be... For your fucking brain? Yeah. Yeah. I, like, and the more I think about this guy, I'm like, I don't think he's... I don't think he's qualified to do what he's doing. Well, yeah, that's majorly fucked up, first of all, to surprise you with a group thing. Yeah. Then secondly... Let alone not noticing someone crying in your group. Like, you're bad at your job then. Yeah. But, yeah, to then be like, well, it's going to be like this sometimes, so fuck up. One of the other things he said, and this is always, he always has misinformation. He'll write down, like, I read her, like, his report that he made, like, the first time we saw each other or whatever, and when he was asking me all these questions, and he interprets things much differently than how I say them. Oh, that's every psychiatrist I've ever known. Yeah, and I feel like I want to tell them, like, no, like, like there's some stuff that obviously I'm being evasive about, but I'm like, but when I say, you know, A, 
I mean exactly A. I don't mean there's some other thing. I mean like this. Like I'm very straightforward when yeah. I'm being straightforward. Also the first thing he said when we were going in, he's like, okay, well, everyone's been in a group session before, so we'll just go on. And I'm like, no, I haven't. But by Did that you point, say that? No, but at that point I was already crying, so I'm like, okay, I'm not going to bring this up and we'll just see. What an asshole. Oh, that fucking sucks. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry that happened to you. I'm glad yeah. everyone else in the group was not an asshole, though. It was just your... Yeah, everyone else seemed... Professional there. Yeah, really nice. But I don't... Like, I don't know what everyone else has, and I'm obviously not going to say what I think it is here. Mm. But I'm like, I... Like, my thing is, like, I have a lot of anxiety, and, like, a lot of it stems from social interactions and being around strangers and being in small rooms with strangers and, like, all of these things, which he knows... So I'm like, why would you even suggest a group thing at this point? Like our last, our last check-in, I wasn't doing great. Mm. Like I can see if it was like once a month and it's like, you seem to be doing really well. Do you want to try this? Yeah. And well, like we can make a plan for if I'm not feeling it where it's like, well, if you're like after five minutes, if you're not comfortable, like just leave. No one will ask a question. Yeah. Like, yeah, like, it would make sense if this was a step in, like, exposure therapy or something for you, where it's like, okay, mm -hmm. well, I'll be here, and you'll be in a small room with strangers, how's that? But not, like, I'm gonna force you into this and pretend it's for your benefit. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, and then he also recommended the vocational thing, and I wanted, like, I said to him, I was like, well, I've never had a problem finding a job before, and then later when I was talking to you, realized that I do technically have a mental disability then. Yeah. <laughs> but I was, like, kind of offended at first. I'm like, I don't think this is for me. Not, like, offended, offended, but being like, I don't think you're listening, but now I'm like, no, I think it's just a realization I hadn't come to yet. Yeah. sort of wish had happened in a slower, <laughs> slower <laughs> way. <laughs> um, but anyway... I don't, I don't know. I don't want to shit talk all psychiatrists, but I do like, just because you know our our giant user uh, listener base. I'm like, you know, they're good, but don't f be afraid to go to different ones. Yeah, yeah. I wish when I had started therapy the first time, someone had just been like, this person might be dumb as shit, because I had known that people had psychiatrists that didn't work with them, or like they're just their styles didn't match up and I was prepared for that but what I wasn't prepared for was a complete stranger telling me what my fucking problem was without understanding what my problem was at all yeah and that's it's intensely fucked up how many of those people there are working in that job yeah people who are like well they're, like they're like well I think I know your type and it's like no like I don't feel like you should think that mm. let alone say that I yeah, like, I don't know. And I had the psychologist who I was like, hey, this isn't working. And she was like, well, yeah, maybe it's not working now, but it might work in the future. So we'll just, like, scrap it. We'll just put it on the back burner and do something else. And I'm like, no, like, you didn't even ask why it wasn't working. Like, mm -hmm. I'm like, this is something that's probably never going to work for me. Like, anyway. That's so frustrating. Anyway, mental health care professionals, uh, please don't get into it unless you know what you're doing like I know I would say I know several people just because I've gone to therapy who was like yeah you want to help people but maybe taking care of their mental health isn't for you maybe volunteer at a soup kitchen maybe like you know find a way to like you know you can help people find a job or something like that like you yeah. shouldn't be in people are like you shouldn't be in charge of someone else's well-being essentially because I'm like there's people 
where I'm like, if you say the wrong thing as a psychiatrist or a psychologist or a therapist or anything, like, you could kill someone. Yeah. And so it's like, don't make these assumptions. Like You could say the wrong thing and then cost someone $700 having to pay out of pocket for their own fucking ADHD assessment. <clears throat> <laughs> Just saying. Yeah. Yeah, that's really... Fr- I know it's cliche, but... Yeah, some people who want to be psychologists, maybe your job should just be to do the dishes. Maybe there's just, like, things that don't feel quite as glamorous that you can do to help people. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, you know, I feel like most people, maybe not everyone, has, like, an urge to want to help others in some way. And it's like, but are you the kind of person who should be helping in this way or should who should be helping sort of like behind the scenes Mm. like you know it's not it's not as glamorous or well-paying but it's also something that needs to be done and it's also something that you as a person who's going to screw everything up if you screw this up it's not the end of the world like you're not ruining someone's life Mm -hmm. you're not like yeah anyway just a just a psa for uh, people thinking of getting into psychiatry, like, make sure you're in, like, you're probably in it for the right reasons. I'm assuming no one gets into it, in it to, like, become rich. Mm. Maybe to some degree. But, like, just make sure that the help that you want to give is the help that you should be giving. You know, like, the help that you're capable of giving. Yeah. Like, you L- know. Long and short of it is if you're bad at listening to people, <clears throat> maybe, uh, pick a job where you don't have to listen to people so much yeah 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 and i mean like i'm sure psychiatry is a hard job like i couldn't do it i don't have that kind of energy to like listen and try to be like it sounds like this like i don't have the attention span (laughs) like (laughs) i'm like i can do maybe one a day but you know like i'm not trying to do it Mm. like i know my limits here and i know like objectively that i wouldn't be great at it so i'm like i'm not gonna not gonna take that leap and be like, yeah, give me your money and I'll tell you, I'll tell you you're shitty at this. Yeah. Like what? I'm gonna be an astrologist instead. Oh yeah, I'll be a psychic. <laughs> yeah, quick. I'll just do it. Okay. Uh, quick content warning: this film involves a lot of murders, um, a lot of biphobia, and some rape. Yeah, it's pretty bad. And if you're sensitive to any of those things, just take care of yourself. Yeah. Or don't listen. No worries. Skip, skip to the very end where we talk about things we don't like about Vancouver and things we do like about recent. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, should we talk about the fucking movie? Yeah, tell me about this movie that I've heard so many bad things about from you. <laughs> this movie sucks shit. This is, if this had been, I'm glad I got these two confused: fatal attraction and biphobic instinct. Because if I had started with basic instinct, I would have quit this podcast immediately. Hmm. Like, I was like, I, I'm not subjecting myself to any more Michael Douglas movies. There's a, now a moratorium <laughs> on Michael Douglas movies, because holy shit, this movie That's is fair. so fucking bad, Melissa. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I've seen too much with him even in it. I just know I don't, I don't like his face. <laughs> just... Yeah, well, he looks like my dad, so mm-hmm. this had an extra layer of disturbing on it for me, but uh, let's get into it. Let's yeah. just let's just jump right in. I had to rewrite my notes because I wrote so many snarky comments that I had like four pages. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, one one thing that I feel like we forgot to do. Uh, what's the name of this podcast? I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. 
Now you know. It's good that we forgot to do it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we picked the best names. <laughs> we did. Okay. Uh, where do we even start? Okay, so it opens. Mm-hmm. Credits are rolling, and there's just this sort of move. It There's this, like, diamond kind of faceted pattern okay. all over the screen, and whatever image is refracted in this pattern it might be fire it might be people fucking it might be someone dancing you don't know it's people fucking (laughs) and then it zooms out and some blonde lady is on top of some guy who looks like al pacino for a split second and then doesn't anymore i don't know if that's relevant but is that so he's like trying to make him look like al pacino or he just like it's just a man with a beard in the 80s so i'm like that's al pacino um yeah so uh they're fucking they get into some light bondage and then some quick ice picking uh she stabs him in the chest with an ice pick oh nice but it's like she's like thrown back in passion by the way this director has never had sex okay <laughs> everyone looks like they're possessed while they're fucking like she's it's always cowgirl she's always like leaning back and just sort of thrashing at the shoulders. <laughs> that's how women come, is just to sort of shimmy. <laughs> you gotta shake your boobs. Yeah. Like, that's that's a good feeling. <laughs> <laughs> you like to feel the, like, sort of pull as you sh- just yeah, thrash the like boobs around. Yeah, like swing around. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't hurt. It actually feels really good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so she's thrashing around on top of him, and then she leans back and then she leans forward really fast and she stabs him. <laughs> so she had the ice pick just behind her? Yeah. She reaches back. He didn't and notice. With it. Yeah. He was like, Yeah, of course you can bring the ice pick to bed. Sounds sexy. Yeah. yeah. Thought maybe it was going up his butt, but it's going in his heart. Well, I mean, I think it would hurt either way, right? It's, I don't really know what an ice pick is, but I just assume it's a shiv. Like, it is. Essentially. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what they're into. Yeah. I, I wouldn't put a knife. Up an anus, but that's that's you me. Put the handle in a butt. I yeah, I guess. Why and then you can into the specifics. Put the handle in his butt and then sit on everything and like puncture all the chairs. And like <laughs> yes, <laughs> sit on balloons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like like bombs. Bombs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So anyway, it opens with her killing him with an ice pick after shaking her breasts a little, and then the next scene is the cops investigating, and Detective Michael Douglas practically rips the cum goggles off this like forensic guy because he's like oh everything's covered in cum stains so he's like i gotta see this for myself puts him on and indeed they're all everything's covered in cum stains and he says impressive and that's that scene okay i don't understand why that was necessary like we've just established that they were having sex but yeah we've really got to drive home that this guy comes a lot (laughs) i don't know uh, I'm surprised because I just, like the tagline for the movie, mm. like the one that I found was called like "Now we have to forage for the berries of truth," mm. and I'm like, that's interesting. I guess a basic instinct would be foraging for food. I guess so. And this guy wants to eat. Come. Yeah, I feel like I could have put that in a better spot, maybe. But I was just <laughs> like, <laughs> it felt right here. It felt right here. We tried it out. Yeah, we tried it out. <laughs> there might be another one coming. Like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. Um, yeah, anyway, so they, they're they looking at cum stains, and then some other cop points out that this dead rock star 
was friends with the mayor. So his death matters more than a civilian death would. Oh, yeah, of course. So all the cops have to be... Because, like, even, like, he was a rock star, nobody cares, but he was friends with the mayor, so... Yeah. Yeah, like, they're all making bad CSI jokes about jizz and death or whatever, and then some guy comes up and he's like, hey, he's friends with the mayor. Take this seriously. I thought you were going to, like, put your finger up to my mouth. Yeah. I've been watching too many weird 80s sex movies. Shh, 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 shh. He was friends with the mayor. Oh, but something that they probably, like we're referencing in that scene is this movie was actually filmed in 69 hours. Ah. Uh, yeah. Nice. Okay. Yeah. I was waiting for the nice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyways, yeah. So they they take it seriously. Uh, he has a fight with the, I don't know, commissioner or whatever. Like, whoever. His captain his or something. Or captain or something. Yeah. They argue with him so you know that he thinks for himself. He might be a cop but he's an individual. Yeah. Um, he doesn't just take orders. He takes orders and then with like a little twist. Mm-hmm. Uh, God, this movie fucking sucks. <laughs> so yeah, they go to investigate his girlfriend um, and go to her house and this hot blonde lady who isn't Sharon, Sharon Stone, Stone oh. comes out and she's, she is. I found out later you're not supposed to know right off the bat she's a lesbian. But what she oh. is wearing is high-waisted black jeans, an embroidered vest, you know, the ones that look like, um, almost like uh, upholstery fabric. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And one of those, yeah. just that, nothing underneath. And big hoop, hoop earrings. Nothing underneath the vest? No, well, it's done up, but oh, like, okay, it's yeah, just, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, she looks insanely hot and extremely yeah. gay. Like, there's no reason that this should come as a surprise, but spoiler alert, it will later um, anyway, yeah, so they t- she tells them to get back in their violin cars. By the way, every time they drive to investigate something, it's yeah. just a car down a ri- winding road and violins, you know, kind of okay. scary violins. Yeah, it's going to be like, what the hell is a violin car? I get it now. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, she's like, she's at the beach. Get out of here. And then they go. Oh, so this was the roommate, possibly, of Sharon Stone? Yeah, she. this is just some woman. And Sharon Stone was the one with the ice pick, right? Or do we not know? Okay. Um, well, it's implied that Sharon Stone, she's also blonde. Mm. Although, so is that person. So it's hard to tell who's who. Yeah, uh, you're not supposed to know it's Sharon Stone, but it's implied that it's probably Sharon Stone. Mm-hmm. Um, also, the viewer never knows for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, every time, like... All blonde women are the same. So. Yeah. Well, every time they're um, driving, like, every time following her car or whatever, all you see is just a blonde woman whose face is obscured, driving. Anyway. Hmm. So yeah, they go and confront her at the beach, and she's smoking. She doesn't even get up. Everyone's so nonchalant about being investigated for murder. 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 So she doesn't even get up, and then they're like, is that your boyfriend? Is this guy your boyfriend? And she's like, no, I was fucking him. Hmm. And then they're like, "What? what's the difference? And she, she's like, I have sex, but I don't love him. Or some nonsense like that. Um, oh, yeah, she says that. And then his partner goes, what are you, a pro? And she's like, no, I'm an amateur. Um, and that was hot. And then they... <laughs> Sharon Stone is insanely hot in this movie. Like, she's yeah. such a bitch. 
She okay. If Michael Douglas wasn't in this movie, if this movie had no cops in it, I want to tell you my vision of it later. Yeah, actually. okay, yeah, save it. We'll skip it. Uh, so they interview her, and they're like, she probably did it, but we can't arrest her yet. And then they leave, and then Michael Douglas goes to see his counselor because he is on probation or something. He has to pack, pass a psych evaluation mm. to continue working. Um so he goes to see his counselor, who turns out is also his ex. So that's not very professional at all. Yeah. Yeah. That's another problem with psychiatrists. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. His counselor is also insanely hot. Yeah, of course. And she misses him. Like, as he's leaving his appointment with her, she calls out after him, I still miss you. You need to find a new counselor, Michael Douglas, and also the <laughs> counselor. You need to stop counseling Michael Douglas and also get over him because disgusting. Yeah. Well, every woman in this movie is so horny for Michael Douglas. Like, desperately horny. If you told me that this was a parody of Fatal Attraction, I would believe you. It's a scathing <laughs> satire of Fatal Attraction. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, so before he leaves, though, he's like, I'm not drinking anymore. I'm not even smoking. So will you tell Internal Affairs I'm just your regular run-of-the-mill really fucked up cop? Hmm. Uh, Because this movie is also written by Jake Peralta. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then she says, yes, I will. Because that's how you pass your your psych evaluation. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, so he leaves that. And then they're all discussing the murder, all the cops, and also his counselor because she's... I don't know. I don't know why the cop counselor is involved in this. She's also a profiler. Mm, yeah, maybe. Uh, oh, yeah, 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 because there's there's another psychiatrist guy there, and he talks like Kermit. This is like 80s <laughs> Jordan Peterson. It's fantastic. And he literally I've never says, heard Jordan Peterson talk, but that's... Oh, yeah, good. he sounds like Kermit. Okay, so. <laughs> um, let's all rearrange. <laughs> <laughs> so they're talking about Sharon Stone and how she has a psych degree and a lit degree because she is bisexual. Yeah. And um, she published a book about a rock star being killed in the exact same way that this rock star was killed. Oh, um, that's suspicious. Mm-hmm. But it's it's treated as equally as suspicious as the fact that she has a lit and a psych degree. Like, because she has a psych degree, she knows how to manipulate people. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. And then Jordan Peterson's like, um, no matter what, you're dealing with a devious, diabolical mind. And oh, this is great, Jordan. Yeah, 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 yeah. I like how good your notes are, by the way. Mine, when I do them, I'm just like, I, halfway through, I sort of fall asleep and I just write something. I will be honest, the f- notes for the first half of this movie are really good. By the last half of this movie, I was skipping through it in te- 10 second bursts. It's a very <laughs> bad movie and I hate it a lot. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Okay, yeah. Uh, so they go back. There's a lot of back and forth also. I feel like they could have just cut a lot of these scenes together, but they had to show how obstructionist Sharon Stone is and also how much of a rebel Michael Douglas is. Mm. Uh, so they go back to Sharon Stone, and they're going to bring her down to the station for questioning. And she's like, let me change into something a little more comfortable. And then she um, goes and changes, and he just peeps on her. Oh, that's disgusting. So he is a criminal. Yeah. He's, well, a, he's a crooked cop. Mm-hmm. He's a s- sexual predator. He's a creepy garbage man. And 
I hate him a lot. And yeah. yeah. So yeah, he peeps out on the woman he's investigating while she's changing, and then they go to the station and interview her. Um, Is this when she's wearing that white dress? Yes. Okay, I have a fact about that white dress. Oh, if I get. please. Originally, that was supposed to just be a dickie for a pantsuit she was going to wear. Mm. So just like she was going to cover it up with all of those things. And then they were like, oh, you know, it's a little long to tuck into your pants. I kept making that like diaper effect. Oh. So they were like, I think we got to just wear it as a dress. So the leg crossing scene, was that just that, a mistake? Well, originally that was just, she was going to be wearing pants during it. It was going to be like a different, like, I mean, I'm assuming it's a power move, even if she's not wearing pants there but mm-hmm. it was originally supposed to be like yeah I'm a I'm a bad bitch I know it and now it's just like I'm a bad bitch and also you look, look at my pussy <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah okay that makes sense um like I don't know why they didn't cut the dress but I think they had to like return it at the end mm-hmm. or the dress the dicky but it didn't give me much more detail other than it was a dicky she was supposed to be wearing pants yeah. She, yeah it seems weird that she wasn't wearing underwear if she was going to be wearing pants but I think that might have been done after. Mm. Yeah, because they were like, well, if she's wearing the sticky as a dress, it's too thin. You'll have to lose the underpants. Okay, we've said it too many times. You're going to have to explain to me what a dicky is. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's uh, it's like a turtleneck, but it's uh, cut off. Like, just it doesn't go all the way. It's not a turtleneck. It's just the oh, neck part the of part. the turtleneck, okay. and then it comes under. Oh. And hers okay. was just so long. So that is a funny joke, what you just said. <laughs> I thought you were just saying, like, a weird fit of shirt that was too long. But no, it's it's very yeah. ludicrous that it was too long for her to wear pants. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and on the front and back. <laughs> so they just sewed it up the side instead of cutting it off. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. My vocabulary wasn't good enough to appreciate the joke. No, it's okay. <laughs> I imagine other people might not get it, so now they will. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, uh, oddly enough, her uncrossing her legs is the least hot part of that scene. Like, the whole time, she lights a cigarette, and they're like, you can't smoke in here. She's like, what are you going to do, arrest me for smoking? (laughs) (laughs) Um, And she's just being, like, an obstinate little bitch. At one point, she keeps talking about um, how much pleasure she got from having sex with the dead guy. Not while he was dead, yeah. but, like, <laughs> she literally says the phrase, he gave me a lot of pleasure, which is a normal thing in how women talk. Yeah. Um, but she's so hot during it. Like, she's just, it's it's a good scene. Yeah. Except when she uncrosses and then crosses her legs again, the scene becomes about all of the men in the room wanting to gangbang her, specifically Newman from Seinfeld, staring at her like he just came in his pants. Ugh. It's really gross. Like, what would have been... The best is if she uncrossed her legs and then just farted, like, queefed <laughs> and crossed her legs again. <laughs> I still think Newman would have creamed his jeans, but it would have been funnier. <laughs> I, like, I just want to see, like, just her being all sexy and then just getting these guys really into, like, farts and stuff. Just being like, what, are you going to arrest me for farting? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that. <laughs> uh, yeah, so she, she queefs. And she uncrosses her legs, and then Newman comes, and then all of a sudden the questioning gets way more aggressive because that's how men react to being horny. Yeah. Um, they're, they're mad at her for making them horny when they're like, I'm at my job. Yeah. <laughs> I'm supposed to be professional. <laughs> but you came in here, you, you flashed us. Yeah. <laughs> and you just, I'm lost to the wind now. 
Yeah. <laughs> now I have to. Now I have to try. <laughs> what? Um, yeah, and she keeps talking to Michael Douglas specifically, uh, and call like saying his name. So she's like, "Do you want a cigarette, Nick?" Even mm. though she knows he quits, she keeps telling him that he's going to start again. Uh, you want a cigarette, Michael Douglas? Yeah. <laughs> I don't believe you for one second. <laughs> You're an actor. Uh, and I think this is where she first brings up the fact that he has killed people. So, so the reason that he has to talk to a psychiatrist is because he shot a bunch of people uh, as a cop. Yeah, but like... Does it matter if you're a cop or not? You killed people. Well, no, in the movie it matters because he still gets to be a cop and have a gun, but... Well, so, sorry, was it like he ran, he was running after, quote-unquote, criminals and shot them, or he just opened fire on a bunch of people in the street? He was going after criminals that were clearly not criminals. Like, later on they say that he shot two tourists. So, it's the 80s. So he's got bad judgment to begin with. Yeah. And they're like, why don't you investigate a murder? Yeah. And just spend all your time going after this hot lady, because why not? Like, like this part of the movie, again, feels like it could have been a scathing satire of just, like, police brutality or something. Just, like, illustrating how much of a huge piece of shit this guy is while he's investigating the woman Mm -hmm. he thinks is a murderer. I actually heard, like, there's sort of a rumor when I was looking for facts on this, that it's actually, like, everyone there is dead and Michael Douglas is a new ghost and everyone there, he shot, like, he killed them. So, like, it's the tourists and whoever else was in the line of fire as he was doing his other bullshit. And they're just playing this huge, like, essentially a prank to get back at him. They're just being, like, Psychological torture? Yeah. That would rule. That's what he deserves. Yeah. Yeah. Just being, like, hey, hey, shithead. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, that's a good... Okay. Uh, this movie's growing on me, if that's the case. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So the interview ends. Um, Michael Douglas is so horny that he's driven to drink. So he goes to the bar. <laughs> Even though he's an alcoholic. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, at least he went to the bar where other people can see him and judge him. Yeah. Well, that's what happens. So he's sitting with his friend and drinking, and they're like, what's your deal with this lady? And he's like, leave me alone. And then he, and then some other cop, I think he's supposed to be from Internal Affairs, comes up and starts like calling him shooter and uh, making fun of him and bullying him essentially for being a murderer. Yeah, yeah, uh, you idiot. Yeah, uh. you stupid murderer. What are you doing you're, here? Oh, oh you're you drinking again? Yeah, you can't control your gun. Just gonna shoot everyone in this bar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I on I didn't appreciate how great this particular character is because he seems to be cop adjacent (laughs) but he's still just like harassing this guy at a bar for being a murderer yeah 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 um yeah so he he goes to the bar and then um that guy bullies him so he's just in a fucking frenzy now uh he has no choice but to go to his counselor's house and rape her uh, yeah, so I will spare you the details on that scene because uh, I hated it. That yeah, scene can, fucking sucked. Yeah, I can imagine. Um, although, one thing I will say, still feels a bit like a parody of Fatal Attraction because Michael Douglas doesn't know how to kiss. He doesn't know <laughs> how to kiss in the part of the scene where it's meant to be consensual. And then... It makes it all feel unconsent, like not consensual, and so when it turns into rape, you're like, oh yeah, no, that 
checks out. Like, it's almost a seamless transition, and it makes it feel worse. Yeah. The other thing that makes it feel worse is the scene that follows is his counselor laying next to him, um, pretty calmly being like, so what was that about? You've never been like that before. And he's like, what do you mean? She's like, you weren't making love to me. And he's like, who was I making love to? She's like, you weren't making love at all. And then she... I don't know the actress's name. She did a great job playing a woman who was just raped because then you hear like a lump in her throat as she gets up and goes to the bathroom and tells him to leave. Uh, it's pretty fucked up because you're still supposed to like this fucking character after this. Yeah, so this woman's just sort of like trying to feel things out, be like, am I getting murdered after this? Like, what's happening here? And he's like, Bleh. Yeah, like, I don't know how, but the writer for this fucking movie ha- happened to just stumble upon how a woman would actually react to being raped by an ex-boyfriend is just like, I'm going to calmly try and talk this out, and then I'm going to get away from you as soon as possible. Yeah, well, I think probably they stumbled upon it, but being like, oh, she's going to figure out that he's like into this other person, but she's still into him, so it's... Well, yeah, that is... Yeah, yeah that's, that's what they want, but it's like, no, like... Uh, gross so much sex in 80s movies is just rape yeah yeah it's pretty bad and i'm doing a fun one next time yeah yeah pick a weird one i'm doing a xanadu yeah xanadu was like (laughs) honestly the best one we've watched so far (laughs) yeah yeah it was yeah yeah god i hate this i hate this movie (laughs) uh anyway so I don't really remember how we transition after this. He probably just leaves. Yeah. Oh, he takes some cigarettes before he leaves. Um, For steals cigarettes from her? Yeah, because he started okay. drinking again, so he might as well start smoking again, too. Um, no, he asks them for her. And then she, like, as she's walking to the bathroom, she's like, they're in the top drawer. Take them on your way out. Uh, and he does. I mean, the, the worst thing here isn't that you can't pick up on cues. But he also can't pick up on cues. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I noticed, I really hated... The the scene itself was garbage, but I really hated how realistic the scene that followed was because the rest of the movie is just such horseshit. It's mm. like, how did you get this so accurately? Um, anyway, yeah, so back to the investigation. I don't... I think uh, his counselor mentions it. His rape victim mentions that she went to university with Sharon, Sharon Stone. Stone while they're lying together after he just raped this poor woman. And then he gets mad at her for not mentioning it. And she's like, I'm literally telling you now. Mm. Um, so he goes to Sharon Stone's house. Um, oh, no, wait. First, he has to almost die in a car chase with Sharon Stone. He's, like, following her car and weaving in and out of traffic and then almost gets hit by a truck, which again would have been a fantastic end to the movie if he just dies. So is she also weaving in and out of traffic? Yeah, she's like, she's trying to get away from him. Yeah. And he's following her. Um, And then, yeah, so he follows her to this house and it's some old lady's house. And that's that whole scene. You'll find out later that the old lady murdered her whole family. Oh, Uh, cool. With poison? I don't think so. I think she stabs him or something. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Anyway, she murders her whole family, and 
this is like I don't know even this isn't even interesting but it's I guess important in the movie she keeps having all these people around her who are murderers but the setup of the movie is that she's an author yeah she's writing like thrillers like murder stories yeah so she knows a lot of murderers yeah cool so he goes to her house and she's got wait no he goes he follows her home from that at night and watches her undress again from the window uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, not the worst sex crime he's done today, but it's still pretty frustrating. Yeah, but, like, obviously there's an escalation. Yeah. It's escalated already, so it's going to escalate again. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then he comes back in the daytime and talks to her instead of peering at her through a window and walks into her house and she's got all of these newspaper clippings about him murdering people. Again, she's an... Like, none of this is suspicious except for the fact that it's in the context of a murder mystery film. Mm. Um, Anyway, so she starts calling him Shooter because that's what all the newspapers were calling him. And then he's like, I don't like that. And she keeps asking him questions about the people he murdered. And he's like, "Eh, I I still don't like this, but we're going to kiss. So they're, like, inching closer as she's asking him about murdering civilians for no reason. Yeah, because violence gets them hot. Yeah. Um, and then she's like, she brings up his wife. She's like, is that why she killed herself? And that's when he gets mad. You can bring up the people I murdered, but don't bring up my dead wife, who I also probably murdered. Yeah. Because um, I got away with that one. Yeah. So don't bring it up. Yeah. They and haven't tried me for it yet, so they can still do that. <laughs> so that gets him super mad. And then... Um, I don't remember. They I end forgot. Up kissing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they don't kiss, and then Good. her girlfriend comes in. Surprise! Yeah. The hot lesbian in the first scene was her girlfriend. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, but I it's supposed to be really shocking. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I have on here Catherine and Beth were killer lovers. That was a fact I looked up. They murder people and they're in love. Oh. Yeah. See, that's yes. Okay, here's my point. Here's. We, we can skip to it now. If Michael Douglas and all the other cops had been removed from this story, this would be a wonderful film about a uh, bratty switch, Sharon Stone, and her Stonebush girlfriend, and just, like, doing coke in clubs and fucking and sucking all day long. Yeah. It would be an awesome movie, except <laughs> that there's cops in it. Yeah, and well, and all the cops, well, at least the main cop, is a rapist murderer. Yeah. 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 I mean, sorry if everyone can hear my chair moving. It does it on its own. Um, it would be one thing if it was like, there's a bunch of cops and it sort of sucks, but it's another thing where it's like, oh, cool, lots of abuses of power, and this is exactly the kind of person we don't want to be a cop. Mm-hmm. It's like, if they were all just gentle, <laughs> gentle babies, it would be fine. Yeah. If they weren't cops. If there were no cops, it would be fine. Anyways. Yeah, so her girlfriend is her girlfriend. Surprise! And then... Is she wearing that vest again? No, she's wearing, like, a black kind of jersey knit top that's really tight around her titties so that when Sharon Stone walks over to her, she can just rub her tits in front of him. (laughs) (laughs) Which, again, would be hot if he wasn't there. (laughs) Yeah, so he leaves, and then he goes to uh, to his counselor... Beth. I'm going to start saying his name now. 
or her name now. Um, oh, wait, Beth is the counselor. Yeah. Oh, that's who I said was the lover of Sharon Stone. But the, Yeah, her girlfriend's name is Roxy. Oh, Roxy's a cute name. Yeah. Yeah. Or it might be Rocky. I don't Either know. Way. I don't know if it's Roxy or Rocky because at one point he calls her Rocky, but it might be a way of implying that she's too masculine for him or something. Mm. Um. Anyway, uh, yeah. So he he goes to Beth and yells at her, uh, because somehow Sharon Stone got a copy of his file, and he blames her for it, and she's like, "Hey, you just raped me." Uh, also, I didn't do that. I gave it to this guy, though. And then it, this guy turns out to be the one who was bullying, was bullying him. him. Good. And then, so he goes to that guy and tries to kick his ass and then gets kicked out of the office. Yeah, and fired. Uh, no, you would... God, wouldn't it be good if he got fired? Yeah. And then also arrested and put in jail. Mm-hmm. Put in sex jail. Uh, yeah, so he does get in trouble for that, and he goes home. And then his counselor comes to his house, and she's like, hey, you still just raped me, but I'm going to help you for some reason. And they're, like, talking it out. And then I don't remember how it leads up to this, but he says something about, like, I don't know. He says something really shitty about how, like, maybe if you did this, then you'd be able to get off. And she's like, okay, well, fuck you, and screams and, like, runs at him to hit him. And he, like, throws her across the room. And then she sits down and goes, sorry, I'm not usually like that. Uh, so that's good. Really good and satisfying writing. Huh. Yeah. I can understand why you didn't want to keep watching this movie. <laughs> it's yeah. hard to hear about. Yeah. It's, it's hot fucking garbage, and I hate it. Yeah, I feel bad for writing real cool, funny jokes for it. Oh, I'm sorry. No, it's okay. But I'm just like, it's not a funny movie. It's not a good movie. You would think, like, the iconic Sharon Stone crossing her legs scene. You're like, oh, like, cool. But you're like, oh, no, it's just uh, gross and sexist. So, cool. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's the, the really frustrating thing about this movie is, like, the first half of it stumbles on really good gay content. Like, I don't... I'm willing to suspend the whole, like... This bisexual character is a devious, um, manipulative, sex-crazed sociopath for the fact that, like, she and her gay girlfriend just are the best. Like, yeah, I love those two, and I love that in a room full of men, she's like, look at my pussy, also, fuck you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it, it ruins it with the men in it, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. It ruins it with Newman coming in his pants. Um, anyway. Newman. So, yeah, she comes to his house to help him for whatever reason, and she explains that she gave him the file so to help him for whatever, like, t- to explain why he is the way he is, to keep him from getting in trouble at work. And he's like, oh, you did it to help me. And then he faces the window, and he's like, you should go. And so she leaves, and that's that scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, oh, it turns out that the guy who bullied him at the bar got shot in the head. By Michael Douglas. Is it? Uh, uh, he's definitely suspected of it. So when he shows up to the crime scene, his boss is like, get the fuck out of here. Good. And his partner is like... Also, his partner... Here's the other thing that makes me think this is a 
parody of Fatal Attraction, his partner is also a fat guy who spends most of it complaining about not being able to get laid. Uh, like, what? You get laid all the time, Michael Douglas, and your eyes weigh twice as much as my belly. <laughs> 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 I think if we do another one of these movies we should watch it together <laughs> you would have made this a lot easier to stomach yeah if we do the shitty movies let's watch it <laughs> yeah together and make bad jokes the whole time um, yeah, we'll live stream it <laughs> so yeah now he's suspected of a murder uh, that's that and then Sharon Stone I don't know if this is the point where he's not allowed to work anymore I would hope so like he shouldn't have been allowed to work at the beginning of the movie yeah I think it's at this point where he's on he gets a cop vacation yeah um, paid and, leave yeah <laughs> and then he has to oh no 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 I'm sorry he's about to get a cop vacation so Sharon Stone comes to his house gives him a book a different book she wrote about killing her parents about a, a kid killing their parents except that she killed her parents her, her parents died when she was a kid mm. Mm. how suspicious and then um tells him like are you gonna keep following me even though oh no he is on leave so she's like are you gonna keep following me around even though you're on leave and he's like yeah i am and she's like okay well i'll be at the club <laughs> and then <laughs> So he goes to the club, and she and her girlfriend are in the bathroom doing coke, and then for reasons that no one will ever be able to explain to me, she ditches her girlfriend for this fucking nasty old cop, and then they dance on each other, and then they fuck. I'm assuming it's some sort of manipulation thing. (laughs) I'm hoping later it gets explained that she was like, oh, I was... I mean, I, I guess it doesn't, because he said you don't understand, but it's like, oh, I, I did that to throw him off my scent. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, so she brings him home, and they fuck, and the the scene is almost identical to the opening scene. Like, there's a mirror above them, because it's the 80s, and she takes out her white uh, tie and ties him up in the same way that the guy gets tied up in the first scene. Mm. And then she's, like, thrashing around shimmying her titties <laughs> but when she like leans back and then forward again she does an ice pick him she's just like kissing him or some shit mm. missed opportunity I know yeah so that happens and then the next morning he runs into her girlfriend again and she's like if you don't leave her alone I'm gonna kill you which again hot mm-hmm. and then he's like okay he goes well I don't know about you but I think she's the fuck of the century what do you think and then they quote that line like four times throughout the rest of the movie as if it's really good. Uh, yes, I can tell by your face. You also don't think it's a very good line. It's not very interesting. No, but also, like, why is she the fuck of the century? She just wiggles her boobs on top of you and uh, doesn't stab you with an ice pick? It's, it's, the whole scene is, it's pretty heavily implied that she's very good at sex. Yeah. She's good at sex. She's, She's at so sex. good at sex that She's she'll very, let this cop. Very, very good at sex. What is that? <laughs> it's from Bob's. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like he let he. She's so good at sex that he lets her tie him up in the same way that her potential murder victim. Yeah, with a silk tie, which is the sexiest kind of tie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. 
So, yeah, and then her girlfriend's like, fuck you. And he's like, did you watch us? And she's like, she likes me to watch. Which, again, would be hot if this wasn't Michael Douglas and a cop. Yeah, isn't he also, like, 30 years older than her at this point? I don't know. I, I mean, like... how old anyone's supposed to be in this. Whatever, old people can have sex, too, but just, like... With each other. Get out of here. Yeah, like, not with young Sharon Stone. Yeah. Like, unless... Like, and not a shitty cop. Like, if you're going to have sex with a young person, at least make sure you have a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's fair. I wasn't thinking about how old his character is supposed to be. I thought his face was just like that. Because Michael Douglas looks old... He's no always matter looked, what year it he's is. He's always looked old, and now I don't know how old he is, but he looks like he's about to die. <laughs> he looks like his skin's falling off. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So anyway, he antagonizes the lesbian, um, and then goes finds his fat friend to brag about having sex. And then his fat friend gets super mad about it, and gets super drunk, and then all of a sudden he's... He, okay, he finds his fat friend in some cowboy club, and then keeps we're both fat yeah so i'm allowed to say his fat friend <laughs> <laughs> we're not saying it as a mean thing we're no it's just this is like the token like this one can't get laid so yeah it, this is the obligatory character that he's playing uh yeah so he's in some country bar wearing a cowboy hat and like for the rest of the movie this guy's super kind of conservative sounding and just a bit of a dick and loud and Texan. Okay. But it, like, this wasn't, didn't seem like an established thing about his character through the first half of the movie. It's just <laughs> all of a sudden, like, can we make this guy a bit less attractive? Yeah. Like, people are still like, why wouldn't anyone sleep with it? Like, yeah. Yeah. But also, they seem to have cut, I think, there's a point where um, he hel- he's helping him investigate some shit at a different police office, and this lady cop there it really seems like there were more scenes with her and the friend mm-hmm. because she's she's not even like she's fat i guess for 80s and for movies for yeah for 80s movies especially yeah like i don't i don't know anyway so she's it lingers on her a bit too much that it feels like it cut out some scene where she and the friend get together mm. cuz that's the only reason you put a fat woman in your movie is yeah, but they were like, this isn't a romance, and yeah. they cut her out. Yeah. yeah. Uh, did you have something? Uh, no, but is this movie almost done? Yes, it's almost <laughs> okay. done. Okay. Um, yeah, so his friend gets really drunk, starts yelling about the tourists he killed, and how tourists should go back to their own country or something. And then um, he gets in his car and drives away even though he's super drunk and Michael Douglas is like this is fine it's the 80s mm-hmm. you can drink and drive if you're especially if you're a cop yeah but then plot twist is Michael Douglas who gets run over with a car <laughs> uh, and it's Sharon Stone's car oh I thought it was going to be his partner swung back around and hit oh. him no that would kick ass but yeah. no it's Sharon Stone's car and then she ties him up and puts him in the trunk I wish no <laughs> so he gets hit with a car going like full speed but he's fine. He gets up and gets in his car, and then he follows that car until it goes off a cliff. And at this point is when his license, or, like, his cop, he goes on a cop vacation because he just drove a car off a cliff, or helped, pushed a car off a cliff, basically, with his chase. And inside was the girlfriend. Oh. 
So they killed the lesbian. Of course they did. Mm. Um, and then he's like, uh, his boss is like, give me your gun or whatever. And also you have to go to a psych evaluation. So he goes to another psych evaluation. Was that a different psychiatrist, psychologist? With his counselor, um, I think Kermit, maybe a different guy. And then some new guy who asks about his childhood or whatever. And he gets really offended and he walks out of that. Good. Um, he walks out of that straight over a cliff. Mm-hmm. And then Beth follows him out and tries to, like, again, tries to get him to act reasonably. And he's a super huge dick to her. And she's she takes it on the chin, and that's what makes her the sexy 80s lady mm. again. It's because she, she, she understands. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then he goes back to Sharon Stone, and she's crying because her fucking girlfriend died, and he comforts her with his dick. They do some more sex. Mm. Um... And then after they do sex, she's like, oh, I went to university with this woman, and she stalked me. Like, she just all of a sudden starts telling the story about a woman who stalked her in university. They went out, like, once, and she got obsessed with her. She started styling her hair like mine, and... Was it Beth? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So he goes on the computer. Like, he goes there to the university to get their records. He goes to the university to get their records, and he's like, Some, Lisa Oberman... And, like, can you look that up? And they're like, no, it doesn't. That person never went here. And he's, like, all mad, and he goes and confronts Sharon Stone. This is a real scene that should have been cut out. Inexplicably, it wasn't. He gets all mad and confronts Sharon Stone, and she's like, why are you checking up on me? Also, I said Hoberman. So he goes back to the university, and, oh, it turns out that, yeah, Elisa Hoberman went there. He just misheard her. And that's... That's just a waste. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Great job, detective. Mystery solved. Yeah. Um, so he looks, he's looking up Lisa Horman on the cop computers, and it turns out it's Beth. Mm. And so he goes and confronts his rape victim about her college sex experiences. And she's like, no, she started stalking me. And he's like, well, I don't believe you because I had consensual sex with her and I raped you. And she told me first. Yeah. So. And I'm a cop and that's how things go. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, so he goes back to Sharon Stone. I think they have sex again. I really didn't count. And then he essentially implies that he wants to have babies with her. And she's like, I don't want to have babies also. Um, my girlfriend just died. Yeah, also we can't be together because I'm writing a book and you're my detective in the book. So once I'm done with you, we'll be done. Also, someone has to die. Oh yeah, so he's he's talking about an alternate ending to her detective book. And he's like, yeah, so it ends and they just get together and they have kids. And she's like, mm, that's not going to work. Someone has to die in my book. And then... That's another pointless scene. And then he comes to her house again, and she's finished her book, and she's printing it out on one of those printers that's just one long strip of paper with the holes it's, in the and side. And you take the side yeah, yeah, off. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I love those. Um, and he reads, as it's printing out, um, a scene about his partner dying in an elevator. Mm. And he's, like, holding him as the murderer gets away. And she comes downstairs, and she's like, oh, I finished my book. And he's like, sweet. And then he goes to, like, kiss her or something. She's like, okay, well, bye. 
Yeah, like she's she gets super cold and mean to him because she's done with him because her book's done. Yeah, um, and so he immediately starts yelling, like, "Is this a fucking joke?" And uh, now he thinks she might be a murderer again. She doesn't want to have sex with him anymore. Yeah, because like she said, she was only having sex with him for her book. Yeah, um, so he's going. His his partner turns out got hold of, um, or got an email or a call or something from the, uh, did they email in the 80s? They must have. Mm, no? I would be surprised if it was a lot of email. Yeah. Do they have computers there? They have computers, but they're all like, so probably like DOS. They <laughs> could probably email to some extent. Just uh, Anyway, yeah, so his partner got word of um, her university roommate wants to talk to him, so he's gonna meet him, meet her at a building. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry for burping, everyone. <laughs> I hope you couldn't hear that. <laughs> so he goes to meet, he goes with him to meet the roommate, and his partner's like, "You can't come in. I have to go in by myself because you're not a cop right now." And he's like, "Okay, I'll wait out here." And then like, the he gets in the elevator go up to the floor where he's meeting her and it stops on like every floor and opens and he's like oh this is odd and I guess that's about as much time as it takes for Michael Douglas to realize that his partner is going to be murdered Mm. so he runs in just in time to find him bleeding in the elevator because he got ice picked to death and then um, you see like a blonde figure ice picking him and then she runs away and while he's holding him, he gets up and Beth comes around the corner and she's like, uh, I'm supposed to be meeting whatever his name is. And he's pointing his gun at her. He's like, don't come any closer. And he keeps like yelling at her. And she's like, what is your fucking problem? And she's about to take out. So they established earlier in the movie that she has keys to his apartment because they dated mm. and she keeps them on a Bart Simpson keychain. and so she's going to get that out of his pocket and instead he shoots her and then he sees that she's getting the Bart Simpson keychain out of his pocket out of her pocket and cries he's like oh no I murdered her for no reason again yeah I keep murdering people (laughs) whoops uh but no it turns out they the cops find a blonde wig and a discarded like um poncho <laughs> and an ice pick in the stairwell and it's like it was Beth the whole time she was pretending to be Sharon Stone and just murdering people I think uh, it was always Michael Douglas I also think that but that's not even the end of the movie oh my god um, so <laughs> yeah it turns out Beth did it and so he goes back to his apartment and Sharon Stone's in there already hiding in the shadows and then she emerges and she's like I didn't mean all the mean stuff I said to you I lose everybody I don't want to lose you too whatever and then the, they they fuck again and then they're like chatting in bed and that's when she's like I actually don't want to have kids and he's like okay well that's fine I won't have kids then that's how that conversation goes in a relationship and um you can see her, like, her arm, like, reaching over the side of the bed. 
Oh. And it's like, oh my god, is she gonna kill him? Is she gonna kill him? Yes. And then yes. she turns around and hugs him or some shit. And then stabs him. And then it pans down and she was reaching for an ice pick. So, so she was... Her and Beth were killer lovers. Or it was it's in Michael Excuse Douglas's me. house, so maybe it was his ice pick under the bed. Mm, yeah. Um, yeah, that sounds like a bad movie. It fucking sucked. I, like... I mean, like, this has definitely happened twice, so it's probably universal, but is every movie Michael Douglas in just, like, the worst? And he's always, like, some shitty-ass, cheating, rapist murderer? Who knows? I think these are the only two Michael Douglas movies I've ever seen, and they're kind of the same fucking movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, it sucked. It yeah. sucked. Yeah, it was bad. It was, it started out, like, good-bad. Yeah. And then it got bad, bad, and then it got irredeemable, and then I started skipping. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, let's uh, try to find you one that's not so horrible next time. Yeah. Maybe no rape. pretty dreamy. (laughs) My dang throat. Um, yeah. What a bad movie. I'm sorry you had to watch it. (laughs) Yeah. Like, it would have kicked ass if she and Beth were murder lovers. I feel like that movie could be redone in a way where uh, the lesbians end up getting away with murder and Michael Douglas dies. Yeah. And, yeah, Michael Douglas should die, to be honest. Yes. Yeah. 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 Also, um... Just the fact that every blonde woman looks the same enough. Mm-hmm. And I guess... So Beth has sex the same way Sharon Stone has sex, where they just get on top and wiggle around their boobs. <laughs> right? Like, it's just... I think The point is you're not actually supposed to know who that woman was. Yeah, but, yeah, but they're having sex like they the all... same odd way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my. Yeah. The sex scenes were particularly awful because not only does the director not know what sex looks like but Michael Douglas again doesn't know how to kiss he just rubs his face on faces and necks and just kind of licks at the outside of people's lips it's really fucking nasty aside from the licking that's how I give cheese kisses (laughs) I just rub my face on her face yeah yeah it's really bad so that's a don't watch. Mm-hmm. So far we have one watch, one watch if you want, and like two don't watches, right? Yeah. And yours were both the don't watches. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay, third time, get one that's kind of good. Yeah. You could... I also Honestly, like, Fatal Attraction was kind of good. Yeah, it sounded better than this one. It sounded like one where it wasn't like horrible to watch. Yeah. Yeah, Fatal Attraction was good in spite of itself. And then this one was just like, you had all of the elements of a really good movie. Like, you had three queer characters, all of them super hot. Mm-hmm. You had, like, just a coke-fueled dance orgy in a nightclub that looks like the club from Buffy. I didn't watch Buffy. Oh, well, fuck you. And <laughs> <laughs> but you ruined Excuse it with me. Michael Douglas and rape. Yeah. Gross. Okay. You want to just talk about uh, Vancouver being shitty in a funny way rather than a mm. horrible way? 
I'm a little I'm a little mad and tuckered out. <laughs> <laughs> um, well I complained about it a lot. Complained about the psychiatrist. There's uh everything's too expensive, so it's hard to get real help. The there was another person on this train today who pushed past us to get off first and then stopped right at the doors to turn back to make sure her young daughter was following her. <laughs> um the guy wearing the bear costume was pretty cool, so that's not a, a grape at all. Yeah. Um, uh, I keep not getting a job, which sucks. Yeah, that is bullshit. Um, and this job that I've applied for more, most recently, whether I'm waiting to hear back from probably sometime in the next couple of days, uh, I don't know if I even want because it pays so low, like especially for the amount of work you have to do. Mm. Like starting wage is gonna be like it's give a salary salaried wage, but it was like starting wage at like thirteen something dollars an hour, and then like after six months you go up to just over fifteen dollars an hour, and I'm like that's uh, no good. So I'm like even if I get it, like even if it's offered to me, I don't know if I should even take it because then I don't have enough time to look for a decent job. Mm. But I need money, so you always like, take oh. it and not show up. Fuck them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I could. <laughs> also, I went there and I met five people, all, all dudes. And mm. I'm like, so do women work here? Or <laughs> <laughs> like, that's too many people to have in your office at once, all one gender. Yeah. Like, I mean, like, I don't know for sure, but I suspect very strongly that they were all. <laughs> pretty good yeah. pretty good environment mm -hmm. they all seem nice except for the one guy I was talking with most I was like hey I'm here to see so and so um, got a like an appointment or an interview or whatever at whatever it was like 11 and he's like oh like looks surprised and he's like well I'll, I'll see if he's here and I'm like uh, yeah if you could that would be great and like I wasn't like early or anything I showed up like less than five minutes early yeah uh so i was like you know i'm like right on time like mm -hmm. it was very odd he seemed very like skeptical and i'm like yeah i mean i don't know but i'm oh i didn't know we were interviewing girls now <laughs> yeah well also i just want like i essentially like he was doing one of the jobs that like the jobs that i would have been being interviewed for like they're or they were looking for like a third or something like that. Yeah. Oh. It's a funny way to say it. Anyway, um, <laughs> I was after a while, I was sort of going like, I wonder if he's getting fired. Because mm. like, if I if I had an employee who spoke to people like that, I'd be like, yeah, go go to hell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> go to hell and get out of here. <laughs> anyway, so are uh, we we putting this this dilio up? Not this one, but the first one. We're gonna. We actually gonna take the plunge, put it on the internet. I guess we gotta. Yeah, we've done so many. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> I'm not ashamed of anything we've we've done so far. I'm just ashamed of having a podcast. Yeah. Well, we don't have to. In real life, tell people <laughs> about it. <laughs> But also, we'll get like a million view viewers right away, and then it'll just be a new income stream for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, you have a great, a grape, grape, grape. Um. Or you just want to focus on some positives after that terrible movie? Yeah, that movie is my grape. 
God, that movie fucking sucked. That movie sucked ass. Yeah. I haven't... I don't normally hate movies that much. Like, I... I'll sit through all of the Marvel ones and have a good time and then go home, but yeah. the movie was fucking garbage. Should we have, like, a... Like, if you don't like it, like, if you really hate it by halfway through, just stop and make up your own ending? Yes. Yeah, let's do that from now on, because this one sounded like torture getting through, and I'd rather not have it, like, be so much of a chore. Yeah, I mean, I almost, instead of skipping through it, I did almost just stop and read the Wikipedia synopsis. Yeah. So let's just say we're allowed to do that. There's no reason we have to... There's literally no reason. We're not here to give you information about movies. We're just here to talk to each other yeah. <laughs> about dumb shit. So I'll say it doesn't matter what, you know, all our millions of fans say. I'll say I won't be angry if you find another movie and you're like, actually, this is shit. And I, it, like, it's physically harming me to watch it or mentally or whatever. If you want to go, like, I'm stopping here. Yeah. And just stop there and make up your own ending or just do whatever. Talk yeah. about how shitty it is. Like, feel free. I do think that movie <laughs> harmed my brain. When you r watch so much porn, you break your brain. It feels like you have a fever for like three days. Mm. I think I, that's a Kamal Nanjiani bit, but it's also really how it feels. Um, this felt like the reverse of that. <laughs> I was just so, I felt like my skin had a fever and inside was cold. <laughs> Aw. Yeah. A little slower. <laughs> do you like my little catfish pin cat mermaid so and it's wearing a shell bikini meow maid oh, meow maid oh it's cute oh do you have any wines about vancouver uh well that guy in the bear suit yeah <laughs> um sorry i just leaned back maybe that's gonna sound weird um i got some really good ice cream the other day which isn't like vancouver related but i got it in vancouver uh reese's I think it was Briars or something. Yeah. Very good. Oh, I have another gripe, which is about parents. Um, don't text me when you're in the hospital, when in the middle of my day, saying, hey, don't be alarmed, but I might have had a heart attack. Like, mm. what, uh, like uh, first of all, more information needed right away. Uh, second of all, don't, like, five minutes later be like, hey, my phone's dying, so I'll just tell you about it later. And then when you get home, don't say, hey, all's well, but uh, my phone's dying, so talk to you guys later, and then just fall asleep. Mm, is that really what happened? <laughs> yeah. And then also to uh, brothers that live with your mother after she's had this scary-ass day and been in the hospital for like six hours waiting to be seen, if your siblings are like, hey, you live with mom, she hasn't responded after she said, like, I'll tell you more later... Can you go, like, see what's happening, ask her to respond? Don't tell us to Facebook message her when you are five feet away from her door. Like, get up and go see what's happening with your mother and be like, you got three kids who are really worried about you. Can you just go update them? Uh, was that Craig? Yeah. Uh, what the fuck, Craig? Yeah. <laughs> so we were all, we went and saw my mom. Like, this was Saturday that she had her her scare she's fine um they're gonna do some more tests and find out what's what's happened um but they don't think it was a heart attack so well i'm glad your mom's okay yeah and she was pretty happy to see us and so we're like okay that's great <laughs> it, was, it was all a trick it was all a trick yeah <laughs> no um it was fine like we had i don't know like i 
you and I had plans that day, which we moved to today, which is great too. Oh, I also am excited to go to to Bad Anna's and get some knitting needles mm. and then <laughs> go for hot dogs if that's what we end yeah. up for because I was kind of disappointed on Sunday. I was like, I was all geared up for a hot dog. I know. <laughs> and now there's none. <laughs> but I guess I'm more glad that my mom didn't have a heart attack. <laughs> um, but yeah, went and visited her and we were like, well, we've got some time, but we were only there for like an hour or two, which is just another little, little gripe about parents. Uh, maybe learn to communicate a bit better. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Synopsis of the garbage movie. We'll try to have <laughs> more fun movies. Yeah. They'll still be garbage, but hopefully less uh, Michael Douglas. Yeah. No more Michael Douglas yeah. at all. Fuck that guy. Yeah. Free Palestine. Oh, yeah. And we found out he's a Zionist as well. So. Yeah. I mean, I like that might have changed. I feel like hating. Loving Israel is less fashionable now than it was for white liberals in like 2015. So that he might have changed his position on that, but who's the guy that you always think is a dick a, and he's not? Yeah, Michael Sheen. Martin Sheen. Martin yeah. Sheen. Yeah, there we go. Okay. I'm gonna catch him one day. He's gonna <laughs> he's gonna fuck up. I've been right about Martin Sheen this whole time. <laughs> All right. Okay. Let's abruptly go. Bye. 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 Bye.